podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the World Cup. I'm Mark Smith. These are your World Cup headlines for Wednesday the 23rd of November. In one of the greatest shocks in World Cup history, Saudi Arabia beat two-time winners Argentina 2-1 in Le Sale. Saudi Arabia, ranked 51st in the world, could have been buried in the first half as Lionel Messi opened the scoring from the penalty spot before Argentina had three goals ruled out for offside. In the second half though, Saudi Arabia surged and thoroughly deserved their goals before showing great resilience to see the game out. After the game, Saudi ruler King Salman declared a day of national holiday for today to celebrate the team's victory. England face an anxious wait on Harry Kane's fitness after deciding that the striker needs a scan on an ankle before their game against the USA on Friday. Kane received treatment on his right ankle after being caught by a heavy tackle in the 48th minute of England's 6-2 victory against Iran on Monday. Away from the World Cup, and there's two pieces of news domestically for Man United. The Glazer family, first of all, have announced it is commencing a process to explore strategic alternatives for Manchester United, potentially bringing an end to its 17-year ownership of the club. The club said the process, led by their American owners, will consider a number of options, including new investment into the club, a sale, or other transactions involving the company. And staying with United, Portugal forward Cristiano Ronaldo is set to leave the club with immediate effect. The decision follows a controversial interview in which the striker criticised the club and said he had no respect for manager Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, that'll do it. Both parties stated that Ronaldo's exit was mutually agreed and a Manchester United statement said the club thanks him for his immense contribution across two spells at Old Trafford. Those are your headlines. Okay, then let's start with Saudi Arabia. The ruler has declared a day of national holiday. I think that is all I need to say about this. It's it's the biggest result in their history. It's one of the biggest shocks in World Cup history. I'll talk about Argentina in a second, but Saudi Arabia looked like a really good side. I mean, I don't know if this is patronising to say. I am surprised. I don't watch enough Saudi Saudi Arabian football. I mean, that goes without saying. But they looked good going forward. They gave it a go. In that first half, they were pressing so high up the field leaving so much space in behind. And you thought, well, of course Argentina are going to win this 3-4-5-0. And it looked like they were going to. They were offside all the time because they were pressing up so high. One of them, one of the goals, I'm not completely sure was offside, but whatever. But if you just listen to the headline and hear three goals disallowed, you think, oh, something, something dodgy is happening there. But it really wasn't. It, it really wasn't. The only dodgy decision really in the game was the penalty that Argentina got. So it's nothing to do with that. We can put that to bed. Saudi looked really good going forward. They gave it a proper go throughout. And then when it came down to it, and you have the, you know, 100 minutes of injury time, they were just dogged. They were resilient. They cleared on one off the line. The keeper made a good save. Look, they're not going to win the tournament. And they might not get out of the group still. But whatever happens, this has been a brilliant day for football in the Middle East. And obviously, specifically for Saudi. And I think um, this could be one of those World Cups where nations geographically close to, to the host nation do quite well. We, we've already seen, I think Tunisia played well yesterday. Qatar maybe the only exception so far, which is frustrating as the hosts themselves. But it could be one of those World Cups where we have a few of these results. I'm hoping so, because that always makes it more interesting. Argentina, on the other side of that coin, were poor. I don't think they gave up. I don't think they were arrogant. I just think they lost heart a little bit. I don't think they could handle the pressing of, of Saudi and the aggression of Saudi. And uh, Messi does get this quite a lot. I mean, it's not that he played badly or that he, he choked or anything like that. Some teams will just find a way of coping with him. 
And it happens sometimes. He's the best player in the world and, and teams do target him. And that's what happened. It, there's no shame in that. It's not one of these things where we can say Messi choked. He didn't choke. He played fine. He just got suffocated by a well-organized team. Uh, Harry Kane then, let's talk about him. It looks like he's another fitness test. Um, he's got a scan on the ankle injury he picked up against Iran. Nothing more to say about it, really. I think we'll find out the results of it today. So I'll talk about it more on the podcast if necessary. I think we've got decent options if you can't play. You know, Callum Wilson can lead the line. Rashford can play nine. But this is where I would have brought in Ivan Tony. Um, this is why I would have had him. In the 26-man squad, I wouldn't have taken Conor Gallagher. I'd have taken an extra striker, and this is this is why. We know Kane's got dodgy ankles, and it only takes one challenge to end the World Cup for him, as it does for any player, but particularly for Kane. So we'll see what happens with the scan today. I'll have news on that tomorrow for you. And finally, domestic news for Manchester United. Uh, we'll start with Ronaldo. Of course he's leaving. You can't have that sort of interview and expect to stay. He'll struggle to find a club in the Champions League that are competing at any level. He'll probably go to Saudi. I don't think he'll go to America for a variety of reasons that I'm not supposed to say. Uh, instead, though, let's talk about the Glazers. And here is Sam Pilger. Sam is a football writer for Forbes and Manchester United fan. The news uh, that the Glazers are looking to sell Manchester United is the one United fans have been looking forward to for uh, 17 years it's since they bought the club in 2005. To some United fans, it feels like Christmas Day that uh, Ronaldo, a disruptive force this season, is has left freeing up some space on the wage bill and the Glazers about an hour later it filtered through that the Glazers were looking to sell. Um, I think their tenure has been a disastrous one for United. They haven't um, they got lucky at the start with Sir Alex Ferguson in which they won three league titles in Champions League but that was the end of the Ferguson um, era when they were out on their own almost stripped bare of uh, without him as a protective shield they have, have failed miserably um, in, in the managers and the chief executives they've appointed. But the big issue is obviously it was a leveraged buyout. They put the club into debt, debt that it's still in. Um, they've taken money out. They've never put money in. And United have got left behind the training uh, ground. Old Trafford needs investment. And I think that they've looked at um, what money needs to be put in They've always put money in for transfers. I mean, this summer it was 250 million, the biggest of their their time. But the big thing is is the money they've taken out and the money that's been wasted. And um, you know, if there's a shining knight, let's talk of Jim Radcliffe coming. That that will that will be fantastic news for United. But uh, yeah, it's been a good it's been a good six hours for United. That was Manchester United fan, and more importantly. Football writer for Forbes, Sam Pilger. All right, that's all we've got time for. I'll be back same time tomorrow on more World Cup Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.